This is Casey and I cover Blood and Treasure for so many shows. I'm talking with one of the creators, Matthew Fetterman. Thanks for coming on the show and talking to us today. Thank you for having me. I'd like to start off with uh, one of the things that I really enjoy most about the show, and it's the fact that it has a little bit of everything. Uh, there's action, there's uh, drama, romance, comedy, history. Was that always your intention to have a, a little mix of everything in the show? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of um, my writing partner, uh, Stephen Sky, and I, just our style, I think, is a combination of all the things that we love. Um, and so um, we can write seriously if we need to, but it's a lot more fun when you can kind of throw 10 pounds of, of story into a five-pound bag and um, just, you know, let it be a lot of different things. And if you can make all those things work, then, you know, you can bring a lot of different people together who might want to watch the same show because they're each getting a little bit of what they want. In these past couple episodes, I noticed that we're seeing a lot more um, out-of-character moments, especially with Danny and Agent Carlson in the last episode. I'm wondering mm -hmm. if we're going to see a little bit more of this in the future episodes. Yeah, I mean, for us, it's it, you know, it's a um, it's become a cliche to say it's a you know something is a thirteen hour, thirteen hour movie or or whatever. But you know, because it is, it's definitely a serialized TV show. But we are telling a thirteen hour story, <clears throat> and so we boarded it with arcs from episode one through episode thirteen that we're really taking these characters on a journey. And so for us, it's like every every episode is a part of that journey, and seeing people stepping out of their their comfort zones and either revealing a part of them that you didn't know that they had or them starting to change into something else is, mm -hmm. is always been the intention of the show. Cause it's about, you know, it's not just a, an adventure where you go places. It's a, it's an adventure where the characters themselves are changing the whole way because of the adventure. Now, Mark who plays father Chuck, he has a podcast pod and treasure and mm -hmm. he always starts his podcast with a little bit of a history lesson. And I find myself saying, wow, I never knew that before. And I'm wondering if there's any part of the research that you did for the show that you found yourself saying, oh, that's interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, there's a lot. I think for us, the sweet spot of history is something where it's a brand name thing that the audience is kind of aware of. But then the more they dig into it, the more they're like, oh, oh, but I didn't know this whole part of it. So, for instance, when we we knew we were going to be um, going after Anthony Cleopatra and that was going to be our treasure of the season. And as we started digging into them, we found out about this cult of Serapis that existed in their time. And that was the whole thing we'd never known about. And when we started thinking about like having, <clears throat> having a secret group on our show, we were like, okay, well, it would be cool for, instead of just making up a group out of whole cloth, what if we, we take something true that this cult existed um, and it's very much tied to Cleopatra's dynasty and then they just never died out, and they became a different thing over time. They became this brotherhood. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's an example of how, like, for us, it's, you know, we, we don't have time on the show to go to do a deep dive into all of the history that's, that we're playing with. Sometimes we only get, like, a couple lines, but our hope is it's, it's those couple lines are interesting enough that people do their own deep dive after the show and start to realize, like, oh, there's, you know, the, the Chrysos Circle is a, is a real thing. And that was a, a real group of heroes that was that was there that, you know, history doesn't talk about very often. And, you know, every episode has probably one of those things that's some strange bit of history that we never knew before we researched it. Now, a lot with the history in the show, we get to see some flashbacks with history. And also, we did get to see a flashback with uh, Danny and Lexi. And I'm wondering if we're going to see uh, some future episodes where there's a little bit more flashbacks with Danny and Lexi. 
Yes. So the, okay. the in the original version of the show, like in all of the scripts, there are flashbacks in every episode. Mm-hmm. That was a different getting into a different character or a different part of the different part of the backstory. And then as the show was coming together in the editing, we were finding either some episodes we didn't have time for it, some episodes it was just throwing off the pacing. <clears throat> so we had to take out a bunch of those flashbacks. Uh, but we kept in the ones that we absolutely needed for the story we were telling. And so there's, there's going to be, you know, some, some pretty important flashbacks in the second half of the season. And then also there's a thing we're hoping to do, and we're trying to actually get it out this weekend, which is we're going to try to put some of those flashbacks that we couldn't air online. So okay. if, you're someone, if you're someone in the audience who is interested in that kind of thing, you can, you can see the stuff that we weren't able to air, but we shot, and it looks great. <laughs> It was color corrected, and so it doesn't look like um, like DVD extras. How they sometimes look like a whole different thing because they didn't they didn't put any of the money into actually making it a finished product. Like these were all finished because they were in cuts before we, remo- we removed them. So okay. we're hoping to get that out into the world. When you say online, would that be like links through Twitter? Yeah, I think that, and this this the reason I'm being uh, I'm, I'm not being cagey because I'm I'm a, a con person. I just we haven't actually <laughs> figured it out yet um, okay. because we're we're just on the verge of it right now. But I think the simplest version will be we will we will put them out on different forms of social media, and okay. that will scale up to a version where it actually um, gets hosted on the CBS.com website with the other stuff from the show, and so people can find it there as well. Okay, now. In the show, there always seems to be like an ongoing tug of war theme with like good and bad in the series. And many times we're left wondering, well, who is really good and who is really bad? Like uh, right now, I'm I'm a little concerned about Jay. I'm not sure what side he's on. And, you know, Fabi, I just have him questioning his actions. And of course, the Brotherhood, which is just full of mystery. I'm curious if we're going to find out what these characters are really up to in this season. Yeah, so the the... The first episode tells the full story, so if there was never any more show, it should be it should be. Um, I mean, I think it's very satisfying. I I hope people feel the same way. We didn't have to do the thing a lot of shows have to do, um, and I've I've worked on these shows where it's it's episode uh, eighteen of twenty two, and you're just dancing in place because you you don't you know what I mean like you 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 don't have enough story for twenty two episodes, let alone you can't end the show. We mm-hmm. can make the show where every season can feel like an ending of a show. And then the next okay. season, we just do another another story. We we talk about it as being a summer novel, so it's like you know of of a Danny Lexi series of summer novels where you can keep following these characters on new adventures, but we'll finish the stories as we tell them. So I think you'll get a pretty good sense of everybody by the end of the season. And you know, for us, it's we like playing with the the fact that you know Danny and Lexi, they're the the thing that defines them is so much of their kind of moral perspective on the world. Um, with Danny first being very black and white and Lexi being very gray. And all the characters, you know, from Danny being on one far end of the spectrum to Farouk being at the far other end of the spectrum, being very clearly a bad person. And, and, and everybody else is in the middle somewhere, and it's just a question of where in the middle are they and how much is their self-interest driving things or how much is 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 it just uh, – you know, for instance, like Lexi has a moral code. She just has a different moral code than Danny, but she's not necessarily mm-hmm. a bad person. Um, right. And you, you know, is is that what's going on with the Brotherhood, or are they just bad guys who are every now and then? Are they bad guys who are sometimes doing good things, or are they good guys who are sometimes doing bad things? You know, that's the stuff that we think is is the interesting, fun stuff to play with. With Danny and Lexi kind of in the middle of it, both trying to figure out where they stand. 
Um, now you mentioned um, this being like a like a summer novel. Did you always plan on this being a summer show and having 13 episodes? When we first sold it, we sold it as a fall show in fall of 2016, and that was going to be a, a normal 22-episode show. But we had always talked about it being um, shot around the world and being a very big show. And when it came time for them to pick up their fall stuff, they said, you know, this isn't really right for CBS in the fall. We have a certain brand identity for the fall. But the summer shows that we like to do are much kind of like they're just what you guys always talk about this show being, where they're – they're big and splashy, and they're serialized. And so we want you guys to redevelop this show as a summer show. And mm-hmm. that at first seemed like bad news because usually, you know, when someone says redevelop something, it just goes into a, a hole that it never comes out of again. But in this case, they really did. <laughs> we, they, you know, they were as good as their word. And Danny mm-hmm. and Lucky were always in the story. Farouk was always in the story. The kind of the arc of the season was, was always the arc. But we were going to have to do that thing where – you know, we'd have an episode 18 where we would just be dancing in place because the arc wasn't ready yet to, to finish. And right. all we did was we pulled out all of the dancing in place and we just said, let's just do the arc at 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we, we don't need to waste any time. We can just be a chugging freight train of story the whole time. And so it's really the best thing that happened to the project was us hearing no um, for fall mm-hmm. and yes to summer because it really – it really unlocked what the show should be and then also how we could make it because we couldn't have made 22 episodes in as big as we have these 13. Um, mm-hmm. We wouldn't have been able to go around the world like we did. It just, it would have changed everything, I think in a, in a negative way. So we got, we got very lucky that it fell in the way it fell. Great. Well, I know you're very busy. So I wanted to close with saying thank you very much for uh, being so active on social media and live tweeting the shows. Cause that really means a lot to the fans. Oh, you know what, like we, uh, Steve and I, I don't know if you, you know how much you know about our careers, but we, um, one, the first kind of big fandom we encountered was on Jericho, where we were, um, we, we were on there, you know, for the whole run of it, and <clears throat> the show was canceled, and it felt like it was, uh, you know, it was a show that had a lot more life in it than what it got, but it was, it was canceled, and we were all really bummed, and we felt like we had something really special that could have went, and then mm-hmm. the fans started um, a campaign, and we were all, you know, out of town at the time that it started. We were, you know, just hearing about it. And, oh, they're doing this thing with nuts, and they're sending nuts to people. And we all felt like, man, that's great. It's great that it connected with these people. That's awesome. But uh, we don't want people wasting their money on us. Like, there, there's nothing that's ever going to happen with this. And we just – we kind of felt great and kind of bad at the same time. Um, mm. And then, thankfully, they didn't listen to us because they just kept doing it. And it got the show brought back again. And it, it, it's, it's a thing that, like, I think forever connected me to the power of fandom and the, like, an appreciation for the people who put their passion in as a viewer and the way mm-hmm. that they can affect the show um, and the way that they become a, that the show is a combination of the creators and the fans. I think in, in a positive way, I don't think it, that means the fans dictating what the show is. I think, you know, we're still here to tell a story. Um, right. But I think understanding that you're telling a story to people who are passionate about that story and, and doing it respectfully. Um, even if you have to kill a character because the story requires it, doing that respectfully and not doing it flippantly and, you know, not forgetting that there's people out there who this is really important to. And so I think for, you know, from then on after that experience, we've always been very engaged with, with fans and we love that we have now created a show that's, that has, you know, a little bit of that, that spark for people and right. you know, hopefully it grows. That's great. Well, here's hoping for another season two on uh, Blood and Treasure on CBS. If you're not tuning in, tune in on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. And you can read my recaps 
on so many shows. Uh, thank you, Matt, for coming on and talking to us. Thank you.